Talk to my friend Drew. And I'll tell you what, he's a tough guy. A millennial conservative. I've, I've become a big fan of One your writing. Of the great young thinkers of our time. Appreciate his opinion. Conservative Drew Allen. As diehard conservative. I'm to this guy for wisdom. Joe Biden is not the only Democrat or politician in Washington, D.C. who who needs to take a cognitive test. Uh, This is Drew Allen, by the way, host of The Drew Allen Show, the millennial minister of truth, back with you to cover, of course, of course, the Mar-a-Lago raid of President Trump's home. We'll get into that in just a minute here. But Pelosi, I'll tell you what I mean. Pelosi, uh, she said that China is one of the freest societies in the world. Now, that got walked back because she meant to say Taiwan is one of the freest societies in the world. But how about that? Mixing up China and Taiwan, is that not a Bidenism, if you've ever heard one? She comes back from Taiwan, and she says China is one of the freest societies in the world. It's like, I take a trip, a vacation to Italy, and I come back and I say, France is the most beautiful country in the world. How does your brain conflate those two things? Unless, of course, you're confused because Taiwan, according to our own policy, Taiwan belongs to China. So anyway, Nancy Pelosi goes out there. She goes on MSNBC, and she called Xi, you know, the the Chinese dictator Xi, She called him a scared bully. Tough words from Nancy Pelosi, who's made a fortune off of the communist Chinese and her business dealings with them and her husband. So she goes on MSNBC. She calls Xi a scared bully. Then she goes over to NBC, the other propagandist network, and she goes on the Today Show and she said, we will support the one China policy. We go there to acknowledge the status quo is what our policy is. There was nothing disruptive about that. So, she literally just got back from a trip to Taiwan, said she supported Taiwan. Our commitment to democracy is ironclad. And then she goes on NBC, NBC on the Today Show and says that they she supports, we support the one China policy. That we... You know, it's like, you know, the Chinese got to her like they got to LeBron James or somebody else who makes their living off the Chinese. You know, and these people say one thing and do another. But but she, she went to Taiwan and said that America's determination to preserve democracy here in Taiwan and around the world remains ironclad. Who believes that? What what? determination does America have to preserve democracy under the Democratic Party and the Biden regime? You mean like Afghanistan? Right, we really asserted some determination to preserve democracy in Afghanistan, didn't we? Where we handed it over to the Taliban. How's democracy working out over there in Afghanistan for the Afghan people under the Taliban? Is that an example of America preserving democracy around the world? I don't think so. But anyway, I'm just wondering if Pelosi has what Biden has. Maybe dementia is contagious. But she needs to take a cognitive test. So anyway, the White House, I mean, this is a full-time job in the White House, by the way, being a walker-backer, 
a corrector. So, you know, the White House, they had to walk back Pelosi's statements. Uh, It's embarrassing. But her chief of staff, whose name is Drew Hamill, well, he, he issued a clarification. That's what they call it, right? A clarification. Yeah, you just told a lie. Now, we're just issuing a clarification. They didn't say anything wrong. We're just clarifying the remark. Uh, yes, you said that uh, the sky is green, but we're just clarifying the remark. Uh, it's actually blue. That's what Pelosi meant to say. So anyway, Hamill, uh, Pelosi's deputy chief of staff, said that, you know, the speaker's record of speaking out against the CCP for 35 years in the Congress is unsurpassed. So are her deals with a communist. This is me, not him. So are her deals with a communist for 35 years. Her husband's business dealings with the communists. Taking money from them, and then in public they condemn them. This is just a huge racket. But this is the Democratic Party. So anyway, China is one of the freest societies in the world. No, 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 sorry. We need to issue a clarification between her and Biden. All these clarifications. So much confusion amongst the Democratic Party. But, um... You know, this is the thing, too. This is the, the, the takeaway for me. They're never held accountable for anything they do, only for what they say. And, and I really, I mean, even when they say something outrageous, you know, it's defended. In this case, it's walked back. But politics, that's the only place in the world, our government, where you are judged based on your stated intentions, what you say instead of the results and what you do. And so anyway, Pelosi goes to Taiwan, says we, we, you know, we believe in the right to democracy, we're defending democracy, whatever she says. And then she comes back and goes on TV and says, well, we still maintain the status quo. The status quo is that Taiwan belongs to China. And, and the Biden administration, Joe Biden himself, well, he's saying that she did this, she took this trip to Taiwan without permission from him, without permission from the administration. So Pelosi went rogue. I mean, what she did in terms of her visit to Taiwan, what she said to the Taiwanese president was actually counter to America's insane, stupid policy towards China. So Pelosi went rogue. He said her trip, Biden said her trip was her decision. So who is running the Democratic Party? Who's in charge here? Who's in control? This is the biggest mess ever. Now, you know what else Joe Biden claims? He claims he didn't know about the FBI raiding Trump's home. Do you believe that? Does anyone believe that out there? He didn't know about it? Trump says that's a lie. Trump had a good line, actually. Trump said uh, he knew about this raid like he knew about you know, Hunter's business dealings or Hunter's laptop or whatever it was. Absolutely. I don't buy that for a second, but but there's let, let's just play this out. Even if we accept that Joe Biden's telling the truth here. Well, well, let's let's let me say something else first. It's possible that both things are true because it's possible that uh, Joe Biden was told about the raid, knew about the raid, um, but then forgot about the raid. Right? You know, he goes over the other day and he shook Chuck Schumer's hand. Five seconds pass and he turns around to shake Chuck Schumer's hand again. So if he can't remember he shook someone's hand 
Five seconds later, well, it's entirely possible that he didn't know about this. But think about the idiocy and insanity of this, too. So we're supposed to believe that Joe Biden had no knowledge of this raid of Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago home. Okay, track with me here. He had no knowledge of that. He learned about it just like we did watching TV after it happened. And yet we're also supposed to believe that Joe Biden was intimately involved in the careful months-long planning of the assassination of al-Zawahiri, bin Laden's number two. So he knew all about that, right? He made the call. But this, he had no clue it was going to happen. So when it comes to the assassination of a top-secret operation carried out in Kabul, Afghanistan to kill a terrorist, he knows all about it. But when it comes to the FBI and his Merrick Garland, the Attorney General, the Justice Department, Department of Justice, acting in the most abusive manner we've ever seen in our country, invading, breaking in with us, going in with their search warrant, raiding a president's home. Well, he didn't know about it. Give me a break. But let's just say that's true. He didn't know about it. What does that say about Joe Biden? Everyone's acting like a rogue agent. Pelosi's going over to Taiwan, even though he doesn't think she should do it. She, that was her own decision. He's not consulted about it, doesn't have an opinion about it. And so Joe's telling us what? The FBI and his own attorney general, Merrick Garland, they decided to go and raid a former president's private home without telling him? Are heads going to roll for this? I mean, that's kind of a big deal, right? If you're president of the United States and your FBI goes and raids Trump's home and they don't tell you about it, they leave you in the dark? How about the PR nightmare that follows? Now, he knew about it. He knew about it. Biden won't comment on it. Corrine Jean-Pierre, the White House Spocks, she declined to comment 18 times. There was a great back and forth between her and uh, Ducey of Fox News, pressing and pressing, and she, she wouldn't comment on it. 18 times she refused to, do, to, to comment. And, um, you know, look, the DOJ, they act at the behest of this administration. Um, and the, the, the Department of Justice has also not chimed in on this. They haven't said a word after carrying this out. And I'll get into this a little bit more later, but, you know, the, this is having repercussions for the Democrats right now. Intense repercussions. They know this looks bad for them. They know this looks bad for them. And so they don't want to acknowledge, they don't want to take credit for it. So the Biden White House just is in denial. But they also deny that inflation is here. I'll get to that in a minute. Um, Pelosi, by the way, said she heard murmurs of this. They weren't murmurs. They were orders, Nancy. They were back there clapping their hands, the J6 committee. This, this was a conspiracy, okay? This was another hit job. It was collusion between the Department of Justice and other Democrats, including the Biden White House. They were all in on it, just like they were all in on the Trump-Russia collusion narrative. That was collusion as well. They've been colluding since Donald Trump came down the escalator at Trump Tower to announce he was running for president in 2016, colluding to get rid of him. Now, Trump is bringing up another question. 
that we need to address. Was evidence planted? This should not surprise anybody. Look, I mean, this should seem absurd in normal circumstances, but we're not in normal circumstances because, look, the Democratic Party, the Hillary Clinton campaign, they already planted evidence against Trump. They had to hire a bunch of uh, computer nerds to go in and ping the servers at Alpha Bank in Moscow to make it look like the Trump servers were communicating with the Russian bank to build their Trump-Russia collusion lie and the Steele dossier. The Steele dossier, nothing in it was true. It was invented. That was evidence planting. Remember, when one of Hillary Clinton's lawyers, Sussman, I believe, was the last name. You know, it was him and Mark Elias. But Sussman showed up at the FBI and said, hey, uh, we think we have evidence you know, I'm, I'm not working for Hillary Clinton. I'm just here as a concerned citizen. I just happen to have this paperwork in my hands that shows that Trump Tower and Trump, you know, servers, they seem to be communicating with a, a bank in Russia. I think there's collusion here and we should look into it. And then it gave birth then to the Steele dossier, the dossier that the Clinton campaign and the Democratic National Committee paid for that accused Trump of, you know, the golden shower story and everything else out there that the media ran with and presented like it was truth. That was planted evidence, invented evidence. So it wouldn't shock me if evidence was being planted here. And that's what they, look, and, and here's, here's the thing, right? So Trump's lawyers were not allowed to be present while the FBI conducted their search of his office, of Melania's closet, of his private residence. That's what they did with the 2020 election at the polls, remember? They wouldn't allow poll watchers to watch the counting process, you know, because of COVID. So ballots were open, they were processed without any supervision whatsoever. But no cheating took place. Every day we see that cheating took place. It was rampant. So poll watchers weren't allowed to watch the counting process, what could go wrong? No Trump personnel were allowed to monitor the FBI's activities. What could possibly go wrong? They were, and you know, it wasn't just they were barred from observing. The FBI sent his lawyers out to the parking lot. It was 91, 92, 93 degrees on Monday when this raid was taking place. Sitting out there on the pavement, sweating. And apparently, these FBI agents showed up with arrogance, of course. They were excited to be there. Uh, they made certain comments. I'll get to those in a minute, but the comments essentially suggest that they were stoked, you know. Hey, we got permission to look anywhere we want. It was this threat. So the FBI agents spent 10 hours, 10 hours inside, 10 hours Scouring Trump's private office. Did they tap his phones while they were there? What exactly was happening for 10 hours? Can you imagine? I mean, now, I'm sure this is a nice office. You know, it's Donald Trump after all. 10 hours searching? It took them 10 hours? 
What were they, like, digging up the floorboards? Breaking holes in the walls? Well, they did break into a safe. Maybe that took some time. But there were 24 federal agents there. 24 armed FBI agents. They got there at 9 a.m., so they must have been there until... Well, I think I read they were there until 6.30. So, uh, what, a a nine-and-a-half-hour day or something like that? I wonder if that includes a lunch break. And so they left with a handful of boxes of documents. And they said they were looking for presidential records. Presidential records don't warrant an FBI raid. And by the way, I don't know if you heard about this judge that signed the search warrant. His name's Bruce Reinhardt. And if you can imagine for a moment with me, close your eyes unless you're driving. He looks like John Lennon. If John Lennon went on the McDonald's diet, if John Lennon tried that supersize me diet and gained about 250 pounds, that's what Bruce Reinhardt looks like. He's got the round glasses, but no musical talent. So uh, Bruce Reinhardt, uh, who could have been a Beatle, if they were all fat. Uh, well, he not only donated to Obama, he was a defense attorney representing the convic- convicted sex trafficker Jeffrey Epstein. He defended Epstein's employees. He got them immunity. And what is really stunning to me that I am thinking of right now is, you know, Christopher Ray, who's the director of the FBI, he was testifying on August 4th before the Senate Judiciary Committee. And he was asked about the reports of the alarming politicization, politicization of the FBI. Of course, denying that the FBI was an instrument of the left, that it was political. And Ray left that hearing early. Sorry, guys, I can't answer any more questions. I got to go catch a flight. I got to go hop on an FBI jet that the taxpayers are paying for because I got to go on my vacation to upstate New York. Now, here's the thing. The warrant was issued the next day, August 5th, which is just incredible. There's Christopher Ray sitting in the Senate before the Senate Judiciary Committee testifying, talking about how defending the FBI. And he knows the whole time he's sitting there before he ducks out early for his vacation. He knows that they are getting a search warrant for Donald Trump's private home in Mar-a-Lago. He knew they were planning to raid Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate while he's sitting there being questioned about the politicization of the FBI. Remarkable. Here's one of the things that needs to be pointed out about this. You know, this boxes of documents, 15 boxes, they're saying, that this isn't even a new issue. It was back in what? I think it was mid-January, February. The media was trying to blow up this story that was a big nothing burger again. Remember, they were saying that Trump had a bunch of boxes of documents he took from the White House. Oh, he took these documents. He's mishandling things. So that was that didn't go anywhere back then. And we learned that, look, the National Archivist was going back and forth for months with Trump's lawyers about what they wanted to preserve, what they believed needed to be preserved. And this is not, this is a subjective matter, by the way. I mean, it's personal effects, letters, things that were his, but the archives wanted to preserve. Fine. And he gave them up 
and it was 15 boxes back then. Now they're talking about 15 boxes again. I don't even know what this number is. I don't know what they're talking about. And we don't even know what the agents were looking for. They Look, it's... Um, you don't raid and get a search warrant for a president's home uh, to get a bunch of documents that need to be preserved like in a museum. And most of this stuff is digital anyway. So what are they talking about? What is so... But that's the point. They're trying to create the picture of wrongdoing. It doesn't matter that no crime was committed. It's about creating the circumstances by which it appears a crime has been committed. This is backfiring big time, by the way. I'll tell you a story in a minute about about that. But they went so far. I mean, if their objective was to destroy Donald Trump, they pretty much just ensured that he's going to be the presidential candidate for the Republican Party in 2024. And people that were never Trumpers, that didn't like him, that didn't even vote for him in 2020, they are now saying they would vote for him. They turned him into a martyr. So anyway, the DOJ, the FBI, nobody will tell us what they're up to. It's sealed, no explanation, which does suggest malfeasance on their part. Not just malfeasance. This is malfeasance. This is an abuse of power. What I mean to say that it does suggest that there is a possibility that they were planning and did plant evidence of sorts. I mean, no explanation of the reason, the justification of the raid, no explanation of what they're looking for. They can come up with anything they want. Who, what's to stop them from saying, look what we found? And it's the Steele dossier situation again. Trump didn't do any of those things, but they accused him of them. They made them up. Oh, we found this document here, and it look, he says, I want insurrection on January 6th. It's in his handwriting even. Look at this. Oh, no, it's typed up. It's printed out. Oh, sorry, it's hard to read, but we had it. Now it evaporated. So anyway, I mean, none of this warrants a raid for inconsequential archival material. You know, they, they searched Melania's wardrobe, as I mentioned before, too. What, what, are, they, what are they doing in her wardrobe? Is the HHS secretary, you know, the man that dresses up like a woman, is, is he, did he, was he in the know? Did he ask them to go in there? Maybe he needed some new clothes? Well, I mean, I don't, I don't think that that's really his style, though. And I don't think he would fit in those clothes either, by the way. But they broke into Donald Trump's safe. Man, and then they, and just, you can just picture these FBI agents, can't you? The arrogance the smirks on their faces when they go in there because they're part of the deep state. You know, they run into Trump's people and they say, we have full access to everything. We can go everywhere. Uh, So, you know, as I mentioned, the DOJ won't comment on the raid. Not a word. White House won't comment on the raid. And they're not the only ones who won't comment on the raid. And there's a lesson here, too. McConnell uh, had nothing to say. Tim Scott said he should let it play out. Tim Scott, the uh, Republican out of South Carolina. McConnell from Kentucky, of course. You're talking about people who want to be leaders. But Tim Scott, who thinks, fancies himself a future president. McConnell, who's on his way out. What does that tell you about these two? That they were silent on this matter. A president's home was just raided by a radical mafia that's called the Democratic Party and the FBI. 
And McConnell can't condemn it. Tim Scott can't condemn it. He says we should let it play out. That's what Tim Scott said. We should let it play out. Okay, Tim. Remember these people. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter that they're right on an issue here and there. This defines anyone who has remained silent. Let me, let me put it this way. Anyone who has remained silent, who has not condemned this as an abuse of power, has revealed themselves as individuals who should not be holding elected office, who do not have principle. You don't have to like Trump to condemn this. You can hate him, as a matter of fact. This is wrong. This is dangerous, objectively. And you know who else has been silent about this, by the way? It's vulnerable Democrats. Vulnerable Democrats. Yeah, they don't want to be associated with this. Going into midterms? Which, by the way, it's 92 days when this raid took place, 92 or 93 days before midterms. I mean, this is election interference. The DOJ doing this 92, 93 days out of the midterms, that's also an intention of theirs. But anyway, like I said, this look, here's the silver lining. This has backfired big time. I talked to somebody, uh, was it yesterday? He's an author. He writes these fiction books. I'm not going to mention his name, but he's like the modern day George Orwell. You know, he writes these books and frankly, what he's written in there has come true. You know, similar things. I forget what he calls it, but you know, he writes about basically the Democratic Party becoming an authoritarian party and all the abuses that have taken place. And so anyway, a lot of the things that are in that fiction book thus far have come true and it predicts a civil war eventually. Let's hope that part doesn't come true. So I didn't ask him if I could tell anybody about this because I didn't plan on talking about it. Uh, and it's not that big a deal. But, but he told me that his wife didn't vote for Trump in 2020. She couldn't vote for him. I mean, we all know these individuals. Uh, but she didn't like his personality. She said he wasn't professional. And a lot of women felt that way. Now, I think it's absurd. Um, I mean, how was he supposed to? This is one of the things that just irked me. People were so quick to condemn Trump. Look what the guy was up against. How was he supposed to act? He's under attack every day. His family's under attack. How would you react if you were being treated that way, if your family was being targeted? The media's attacking you. They're trying to destroy you. They're trying to impeach you. They hate you. How's Trump supposed to act, react to these people? How would you react in that situation? Well, I know what most of us would do. Most of us would would just quit. We'd hide. We'd cry. But would you smile and be polite with these people, civil with these people who literally are doing what they're doing now, trying to put you in a prison cell for something you never did? No, Trump fought back, and I think we, he deserves our respect for that. There's plenty of things to criticize. I'm not saying you can't criticize his personality. But anyway, my, my point of this is that this person's wife, she couldn't vote for Trump, and now, after this raid, she said she would vote for Trump in a heartbeat. The Democrats turned Trump into a martyr. They turned people who didn't like him into his supporters. And they know they've done it. They're beginning to sense it. That's why the White House denies it. That's why these vulnerable Dems won't say anything. That's why they aren't cheering. They know they went too far. And there are 21 Democrats running for re-election and districts considered these toss-ups, right? They could go either way. And not one of them answered. Fox News reached out and asked them for their reaction. There was no reaction. Silence. Complete silence. And But look, don't mistake me. They want to destroy Trump, but they don't want to destroy themselves in the process. 
And they don't want to be held accountable for it. And they really don't want, you know, this is going to be interesting to observe in the media how they cover this. Because I, I see them holding back a little bit. And they've been here before. All these Democrats come out. Pencil neck shift. All these people for months, years. We've got the goods on Trump. I have seen evidence of Trump resolution with my own eyes. He's committed a crime. Just wait for it. And then a Mueller investigation. $40 million taxpayer. $40 million taxpayer dollars into Mueller's pockets and whoever the other lawyers were. Well, no Trump-Russia collusion. And there was no insurrection either. So I watched an interesting segment on CNN. And, um, you know, you know, they go through this list of what we know and what we don't know. Well, uh, we don't know what. Here's actually where this where this went. Um, because they got a search warrant for this, right? This corrupt judge signed off on a search warrant. And by the way, no sane judge would sign off on a search warrant for this. Let's see the goods, by the way. But anyway, you know, so a search warrant means probable cause was established of committing a specific federal crime. And so that judge had to believe it was likely there was evidence they would find there. So look, that enough, right? This judge signed off on it, which means, well, Trump must have been doing something nefarious, something wrong. So what were they looking for? We don't know. The documents used to, to secure the search warrant is sealed. So we don't know what the FBI, FBI and Garland gave the judge. What did the FBI take from Mar-a-Lago? They have to write all this down, it's, but it, you know... Boxes of stuff, we're told. Boxes of documents. Well, the DOJ already got 15 boxes by way of the archives. They already arranged to give those back January, February, whenever that was. Now they say, well, there's more. What's in the other boxes now? And here's the thing. These documents were there for months. They knew about these documents, whatever's there for months. They've known about it. Now, all of a sudden, they show up with the FBI. What's the accusation? He mishandled classified documents? So what? You mean like Hillary Clinton who destroyed 33,000 emails after they were subpoenaed? That's mishandling classified documents, having an illegal server in your home. She violated the law. She mishandled classified documents. Tens of thousands of them. What, this guy's got a letter to Kim Jong-un at his home and the archivist wants that? Mishandling classified... And of course, Garland, you got to remember, is a political hack. He's, he thinks he should be a Supreme Court justice. He feels slighted because the Republicans prevented that from happening. So what's this about, right? Everyone's talking about the Presidential Records Act, which is a nothing burger. It just exists to preserve presidential documents. You know, like for a museum, essentially. And everything's digital, like I said, for the most part. But who cares? And there's not really consensus on that anyway. The archivist, depending on who it is, can determine whether something should be preserved for the White House, whether it belongs to the, you know, the White House or it belongs to the, the president himself. I mean, so, you know, this is, this is irrelevant. This is mute. So it doesn't make any sense. What do they think they're going to obtain? I mean, look, if they, 
if they were to prosecute him and get some indictment because he violated the Presidential Records Act, which is which is a long shot. I mean, that basically it doesn't have any teeth. Even if they were to get that, he could still run for office. It doesn't bar him from running. And I think one of the hopes is that if I think there's a series of things the Democrats have planned, you know, from best scenario to worst, best securing an indictment of inciting an insurrection. Worst case, screwing him up for 2024. So, you know, worst case scenario, I think they hope to embroil him in lawsuits going into 2024 because that isn't a good look while you're running for president if you're being sued. But the reason they didn't do a subpoena, right? A subpoena would have been civil. It would have been, hey, just hand over the documents, show up, whatever. The reason they did this in the the manner they did with a a search warrant showing up with 24 FBI agents armed to the teeth so the media could video it is because they were performing. It was the latest theater for a grand jury, not for us, for a grand jury. Remember, they want to bring or are bringing, well, they, they are convening or have convened a grand jury. And they want the grand jury, who's only going to hear the prosecution side of things, there's no cross-examination, they're going to, the federal government, the DOJ prosecution, will go before a grand jury and present their case that Trump incited an insurrection. So they need to convince those people to say, yay, that's like, you know, the old way, yay or nay, to say, yes, we believe he committed an insurrection, so they get an indictment. That's where this is going. That's why they did this in such a manner. So it's an emotional appeal, right? So they're trying to do this for a grand jury. And uh, I, I don't think it's going to work. Uh, that's the silver. But we're in for just another another cycle in the news of uh, absurdity. Absur- utter absurdity, absurdity here. Um, Biden, by the way, he's out there celebrating inflation. Did you know? So in June, inflation was 9.1%. July, it was 8.5%. You know, uh, you know what went down? Gas prices. So, you know, the July numbers are in, it's 8.5%, and Biden is celebrating that. But he actually, it's worse than that. He lied about it. Let me play this clip of Joe Biden, what he said. So remember this. Last month, it was June, 9.1% inflation. Um... July, 8.5%. And here's what Joe Biden said. Before I begin today, I want to say a word about the news that came out today relative to the economy. Actually, I just want to say a number. Zero. Today, we received news that our economy had 0% inflation in the month of July. Well, what, it doesn't surprise you anymore. What do you expect? 0% inflation. 8.5% is 0% inflation. We're not in a recession, right? They changed the definition of recession. Look, the fact that Joe Biden is willing to go out and lie to this extent, right, is evidence that he has cognitive decline because what he's doing in lying like this is securing his place as the worst president in American history. He is just going out there and saying what he's told to say. He's not thinking. He's not running anything. Look, Barack Obama, even if things were bad, you know, you're going to fudge the numbers. You're going to try and spin things. But Barack Obama would never have gone out and claimed 
that we had 0% inflation. He would never have done that because he knows the American people are going to look at him like he's a nut job. That's the truth. So even Obama, even other Democrats have not lied to this extent. And that is proof that Joe Biden is a dementia patient. Because only a dementia patient would go out there and say something like this and not think twice about it. These people are just so dishonest. So dishonest. In June, they told us the economy was just in great shape. 9.1% inflation. And, you know, the only thing that went down was gas prices. That's it. By 7.7%. But food, vehicles, homes, you name it. Everything else has continued to rise. And you have Joe Biden telling us inflation is 0%. Nobody believes that. Nobody believes that. These, these people are in for a drubbing, though, in the midterms. And this latest, I mean, they, they've lost their minds doing what they did raiding Trump's home. And I'm serious. You can feel it out there. You know it. They just screwed themselves. And that is the greatest irony. Greatest irony of all. In trying to prevent Trump from running at all costs, they're ensuring that he's going to run again and defeat them. We'll see how this plays out. But this is a critical moment. I think this might be the moment that puts Donald Trump in the White House. And I was joking, he should just come out now and announce he's running. Now's a good time. Everyone would cheer it. Everyone would cheer it. Because look, the American people have watched what the Democrats have done to him, dragging him through the mud. Witch hunt after witch hunt after witch hunt. The American people do not care about January 6th. It's not popular. They keep pressing it and pressing it and pressing it. And now they, they crossed a red line of no return. They really have. They've proven that the FBI is the Gestapo, a bunch of SS agents doing the bidding of the Democratic Party. They've shown themselves to be just totally unhinged. And like I said, even Americans who would not have voted for Trump, who didn't like Trump, well, now they're going to be rallying behind him because they recognize this grave injustice. So we'll see. I'm going to pay attention to the news. I'll continue to think about uh, where this is going. But I am telling you, this is, not, this is geared towards getting an indictment. This is going to tie in in some way to January 6th. Just wait. There's a reason they're being silent about what they're up to. There's a reason they won't admit what they were searching for. Maybe they weren't searching for anything. Maybe they just needed a pretext to search so that people thought there was something there so they can plant evidence. Because I guarantee you there was not a single thing that Trump had taken from the White House that was related to an insurrection. And if it wasn't related to an insurrection, why would the FBI be raiding his home? It's not a winning issue for them to find a bunch of documents that they think the archives needs. They've already gone down that path. This is something else. This is setting up the next act of their play, and we will see what it is, I'm sure, in the coming days. All right, God bless you all, and until next time.